Welcome to the Lookout Post. This is B. Neverland, your host. I'm so glad you could join me. Tonight's episode is the continuation of part two of the unseen realm of angels and demons. So when you take a look at the unseen realm as a whole, it's a literal world. It's a literal uh, government, as I said. It's two parts. You have the, the angelic beings, the heavenly beings that are messengers of the Lord. And then you have the fallen angels and its principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness and the spiritual wickedness in high places. Each one has their specific agenda and each one has their specific um, rules and ordinances that they have to follow by. When it comes to angels, the messengers of the Lord, there's two classes of angels. You have the, the cherubim and you have the seraphim. Since ancient times, the word angels has been popular mythology. Apparently, society and urban legend invented their truth and mixed it with God's truth. Cherubim in Exodus 37 verse nine, the cherubim spread out their wings on high and covered with their wings over the mercy seat with their faces one to another, even to the mercy seat where the faces of the cherubim. So you see he has them as carvings on the ark of the covenant. They are described as serving the will of God and aiding man in the earthly realm. Originally mentioned in the garden, whose responsibility was to protect the garden of Eden with their swords of fire. In Genesis 3, verse 24, the cherubim appear in several books of the Bible, Genesis, Ezekiel, Kings, and also Revelation. They are said to move quickly using a fiery wheel within a wheel and their wings cover their bodies. This is where we get the cute furry tail, you know, the angel with wings, you know, Every time you think about an angel, you think of this cute little fuzzy white uh, baby flying around with wings, with a harp, you know, so beautiful, wings, harp, you know, or a woman, you know, that's traditional, you know, that's, that's what they call, that's what God calls idolatry, when you worship angels and you worship the little statues and you pray to them and you pray to the little candles with the with the pictures of of the of the uh, false Jesus and the pictures of the angels and saint this and saint that and saint this and saint that but everyone prays to these saints when these saints were mere men just like you and I you have people that travel the globe to visit Rome and kiss the feet of the of the uh, the the statues saints Kiss the feet of the saints. It's said that it's been, those saints have been kissed, their, their feet and their hands have been kissed so much that they regularly have to do reconstruction of those statues because their hands fall off and the, and the legs and the, and the feet fall off from people uh, kissing it and worshiping it. This stereotype is where we also get uh, guardian angels, the term guardian angels. That's a cherubim sent to minister and watch over you and deliver you from evil. Pull you from a burning house or a burning car. Make a bullet miss you. Anything that is ordained by God to carry it out upon mankind. So that's why when people say they seem forms with wings, most likely you see a cherubim. If he came and he helped someone and he delivered someone from evil, or he delivered someone from a, 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 a treacherous situation, the second class is the seraphim. This type of angel seems as though uh, it only made one appearance in the Bible. In the book of the major prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 6, verse 2, 3, and 6. The word means fiery, seraphim, as if it was referring to their burning love. They're portrayed as standing above the king as he sat upon his throne, nearby to uh, minister unto him. Angelic beings who worship continually, they're stated to have six wings, 
two to fly, two to cover their feet, and two to cover their faces. Then once you get into the higher ranked angels, you have the archangel Michael in Jude 9. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. Do not dare bring any railing accusations, but the Lord rebuke you. This is when um, Mark, uh, the archangel Michael stood up in the face of Satan to warn him to not bring any, any uh, false accusations against, um, against Moses. And to, and to leave Moses' body, you know, to not to try to take away Moses' body so there'll be no uh, discoveries or no type of evidence that Moses lived. See, that's how Satan tries to destroy uh, the, the God's history by, by destroying evidence and putting false evidence and false witnesses and false history in place of God's history. He's also mentioned in uh, Revelations 12, verse 7. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. That means they were kicked out of heaven. Michael and his angels defeated the devil and kicked them out. So Michael is the commander of the angels. Just as I was referring to uh, Star Wars, where Luke Skywalker was the commander of the rebel. Very familiar, huh? And his obvious work, it seems, is to deliver God's people. Primarily the Hebrews. The original Hebrews. But this is another story. We'll get on it on a different episode. The Bible also states that his voice also should be heard when the resurrected saints rise first. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ, Yeshua, shall rise first. That's why when we hear um, the archangels, plural, there is only one archangel mentioned in the Bible. There's only one, and his name is Michael. Then we have Gabriel, who's equally as powerful to Michael. But like I said, each one has their specific uh, duties. Gabriel, who was mentioned in Scripture, and Daniel, and in Luke, he revealed himself unto Daniel in chapters 8, verse 16, chapter verse 9, verse 21 through 27. We're going to go into just uh, chapter 8, verse 16. Daniel 8, let's start at verse 15. And it came to pass when even I, Daniel, had seen the visions and sought for the meaning. The meaning. Then behold, there stood before me the appearance of a man. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of you, Lehi, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. So he came near when I stood. And when he came, I was afraid and fell upon my face. But the, he said unto me, Understand, O son of man, for at the time of the end shall be the vision. Now as he was speaking with me, I was in a deep sleep on my face towards the ground. But he touched me and he set me upright. And he said, Behold, I will make you to know what shall be in the last, in the end, for at the time appointed to the end shall be. Gabriel was the angel that gave the vision unto Daniel of the end times. This is, how, this is how Daniel was able to interpret and record the end time events that we are experiencing now. It seems as though that Gabriel's duties are to distribute the prophecy of the coming of the end of the days. The spirit Gabriel in the sight of him made him fall asleep. It rendered him unconscious until he touched him and lifted him up. Gabriel also announced the birth and declares the name of the Messiah, Jesus, Yeshua, Hamashiach, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Yeshua is Joshua, Yahshua in Hebrew, interpreted from Latin, Greek, and Old English is Jesus, but his original name, the name that he was given 
from his father in heaven was Yahshua, Yeshua, Hamashiach. Hamashiach is the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. These spiritual beings have grand responsibilities and an honor. Each angel has its own role and duties to uphold, to worship God primarily, and to free and deliver his people from evil. Speaking of evil, respectively, we touched on the first part of the unseen realm. Now, we must speak on the counterparts to God's people, the adversaries, the enemies, the wolves, the ravens, the serpents, the scorpions, the venomous vipers. It's about to get dark in here. A lot of my research comes uh, from a author um, of the name of J.P. Timmons. He wrote the book titled Mysterious Secrets of the Dark Kingdom. Again, it's another one of those really dark books, but it's very, very interesting and truthful because it's backed by the Bible. I never read any of these books, these dark books that talk about spirit worlds and spirits and stuff like that. I never read it if it's not backed by a true, a true warrior of God. You have to be a warrior, a prayer warrior to get involved with these things without the knowledge of the Lord or the wisdom or the guidance of the Lord. As I said before, in, in um, uh, Strong Delusion, you'll get destroyed. These evil forces will eat you alive. The only thing that stops us from being destroyed daily by these creatures, by these beings, is the power of God, is the angels that's covering us. Even God is so great, God is so good, and he's so merciful that he even covers people who don't know him. Even the same ones that reject him each day, who talk about him and blaspheme him, he protects them too. He says in the Bible, he makes the sun to shine on the just and the unjust. And he said it makes, makes it to rain on the good and the wicked. That's the God that you want to serve. He don't hold grudges. He will hold you to your actions. You have to answer for everything that you do and you say. But he does provide. He does provide and he gives you a chance. He gives you a chance every single day. So let's get into this dark kingdom. These disgusting, vile creatures that have followed Satan as they, as they tretch around this world and just wreak havoc on mankind. So I'm going to try my best to dissect each one so we can see how they all have their unique duties in the orders and in the ranks. Obviously, the prince, the commander, the general, the chief, we know that to be Satan, Lucifer, and the devil, El Diablo. Satan is the adversary. The name was given to him by the Lord after his rebellion. He is now the adversary of both God and man. His original name was the Luce, was Lucifer, which means light bearer. But his deceptive and cunning ways are so powerful that he renders us sleep because he uses his name as a form of worship that we abide by. And we buy, we buy his lies. Remember back in the days um, for the little girls that the movie Cinderella? Remember the Cinderella's cat? What was, remember the cat? What was the cat's name? Lucifer. What about the, that new show? Well, it's not new now, but the show from last year on Fox that went berserk. And I know people are sitting there waiting for the other season to come. What's the name of that one? Is that, um, oh, yeah, yeah. That's called uh, Lucifer. Right? Yeah. People love Lucifer, boy. They think he's they think he's so cool and so suave because he's a skilled hunter. He's a skilled hunter of souls. He knows he knows exactly the mind of man. He knows our likes and our dislikes. For he was created wise and beautiful. He possessed great knowledge and wisdom. 
and never stops learning how to destroy man spiritually and physically. You know what he's like? He's like a scornful ex, ex-player that got traded or, or got released from a team. They got waived. They waived his contract. And he ends up getting picked up off waivers. So when he goes to another team, oh boy, he has revenge. You know, he's, he's out. He's out to get you now, boy. He has the inside scoop on you because he used to be part of your team. Satan knows more about God than me, you, or anyone could ever dream about knowing. So this information against us to cause us to sin and to take over our minds and to take our minds off of God. That's, that's what he uses his technology and his information for. All his information is technology. That's what we have is technology, is, is Satan's information. Don't get me wrong, just like everything in life, there's, there's good use and there's bad use. Technology is beautiful. It's beautiful for, for if you're going to use it to go do good things. But it's also detrimental when you use it for evil. So, you know, it's a balance of good and evil always. That's what life is. It's, life is a balance. It's a balance. It's a, it's a weight of good and evil. That's all life is, just a balance of good and evil. And then his third name is the devil, El Diablo, is the accuser. Devil means accuser. So now he's the accuser. He turns around and that same information and that same sin that he got us locked in, he uses that and he uh, convicts us and accuses us of that same sin to God. He tells God, look at him, look at him. Look at the one that you call your, your, your people. Look at him. Look what he's doing. He's always, always convicting us to the Lord. That's why God calls him uh, the devil, the accuser. So he started off as the light bearer because he was beautiful with wisdom. Then he went to the devil because he started to to accuse man, always leading us to sin and conquering us with sin and then turning around and accusing us to God with the same sin that he fed us with. And now he's the adversary, which is Satan. Satan is the adversary of man. He hates us with a passion. He hates God and he hates man. God gave him reign to the world. When he got kicked out of heaven, he got the reign, he got the keys to the world. So in um, 2 Corinthians verse 4, chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, chapter 4, let's start at verse 3, because God is saying um, that this is the reason why he becomes the God of this world, because of verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. It is hid to those who a perishing in the spirit, those who don't know God and don't care. Verse 4, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, unless the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, of Yeshua, who is the image of God, shall shine unto them. So you see, it's those who are... Without the knowledge of God, those ones that are still lost in this world and mesmerized by the God of this world, God will send you the light. He's saying that he will shine his light unto those who are lost. But you have to receive that light, though. He can't force the light on you. You have to receive it. I want to get into a different story now, um, a story that's a little bit more darker than the previous ones. A co-worker of mine said her grandfather was in charge of, of closing a church in Central America. They, uh, they lived in a, a small little village, a small little villa in, um, well, not, not a villa, but a small town, you know, in uh, the back, back roads of uh, Central America. And um, since he was the caretaker of the church, of that village, she said one day he was busy. He couldn't make it. He couldn't make it to do his duties at the church that day. So she said that her uncle, his son, he goes to lock up. 
And he said that when he approached, when he arrived and went to lock up, that he was approached by a tall black shadow that had a lantern in his hand. So he was curious to see more, so he approached it, kept approaching it more and more. The dark figure, the dark figure she said, she said he ran from him. So since he wanted to reveal the identity of this tall, dark figure, he chased him, he chased after him. She said he chased him all the way into the cemetery. But I guess he couldn't, couldn't catch up to it, because you know, those beings are extremely fast. I'm, I'm sure they was toying with him because they, they zip in and out. But nevertheless, he was chasing it, and uh, he got tired, so he ended up in the cemetery. She said that same year, right before he experienced these things, these scary, unexplainable events, the family felt as though they said that his soul was taken, that demonic forces were, they were taken by demonic forces for the fact that he was being able to see into the spiritual realm. That's, that's, that's deep, you know? It was, so it was, it was to the point where this, this guy could see into the dark realm. He just had a, a, a I don't know if this guy, um, if, if he used to dabble with certain practices or what, but, you know, usually if you are born with a gift of the spirit, a spiritual gift like that where you can see into the spirit realm, the Lord gives you that power and you use it to help other people. But as I said, you know, people use powers for good and evil. So then you turn it around and you use that power for evil and you use that power to go in and out of the spirit realm for control, for monetary gain, for anything you want. Once your soul is rendered to Satan, sky's the limit. The Bible reveals that there is a thin line between the natural and the spirit world. The dividing curtain is our fleshly bodies. And, and Satan has orchestrated a kingdom and he knows exactly how to infiltrate the mind of man. So within his, his kingdom, he has four dominions. The most powerful one is called the principalities. The principalities are powerful spirit beings known simply as demons. They are the highest rank in the dark kingdom. And it's in, his, in the book that I referred to with uh, J.P. Timmons, in his book he states, oh, and by the way, you know I looked him up. Whoever I research or read or look into or just, you know, when I'm reading a book, basically, I always look up the author. Because I don't want to be reading something that is written by a heretic. He gives an account to uh, a testimony by one of his colleagues. He says that he has built several spiritual training centers in nations of West Africa. And mind you, this is a Caucasian brother. Very brave. This research, he says, has taken over 30 years of work. And much is based upon his own experiences in ministry in Africa and Asia especially Nigeria, where the power of the devil is greatest in the whole world. His expose of the dark kingdom of Satan also shows what you can do personally to stop the activities of the devil in your own life and in the lives of your family members and friends. He states that it's, it's somewhat of a manual for spiritual warfare and also a call for long action, for a call of action to a long sleeping church to arise from their slumber and to enter into battle. He gives a testimony of his colleague, an evangelist, Emmanuel Omar Bous Jassa, a former powerful member of the Dark Kingdom. So this man was part of the Dark Kingdom. This man was an agent. This man is a, a delivered agent to give his testimony of what went on in the spirit realm. He states, my struggle to get rich by any means did not end there. Despite these sufferings that I had undergone, I continued to search for other ways. I went to ICARE in a COCO, division of the present Ondo state, to a man who knew about making money and who claimed he could help me. This terrible man, the nature of his job prohibits him from seeing the light of the sun. Wow, so this guy is straight a demon, he lives in the darkness. He lives in pitch darkness. 
That's where he dwells, in the darkness. Wow. Any day he would come out, it must rain so that the rays of the sun would be covered. For this man said that, said that the rays of the sun must never dry his clothes. So he abode. So his abode was made in an underground tunnel. We were six in number who went to consult this man at the same issue, on the same issue. He asked us, what type of money do you wish to have? He, did, he then began to show us the different methods by which men get rich quickly in the dark world. He says, Satan knows many ways of keeping a man in bondage by enticing him. Some of them, any, some of us said any type would do. So they, they, they're not uh, discriminated. Anyone would do. With a weak mind and a hollow soul, they'll take you. He brought out something and asked each of us to swallow it. He said he told them that he must explain it fully to them before they could do it. Such a thing as he said. He put the thing up he had earlier offered and continued another. He then took a hen and tied one of its legs to a stick with a short rope. With very powerful incantations, he prepared a big fire directly opposite the hen, a few distances away. He then came back and put some maize grains in between the burning fire and, and the hen tied down. With a sharp knife in his hand, he cut the rope with which he had tied the hen. The hen, thus released, ran forward to the maze, swallowed about six grains quickly, and dashed into the burning fire was consumed. The message is very simple, and it is this. The man explained to us, anyone who gets rich by this method would be rich and very famous for as many years as the number of grains the, the hen swallowed. The person will also end up in a familiar fashion as did the hen in hellfire. This was told by the demon, the warlock. He let them know that money will come, but it comes with a price. He says, as you can see from this testimony, there is powerful available. There's power available in charms. In this case, it was for wealth. There are charms available to, to make one instantly rich but look at the price. We can also learn from this how the devil can use poverty as a means to ob obtain members for the dark kingdom. We see that in the, in the, in the ghettos, in the hood. They take the, the, the poor and make them rich. Most of our celebrities and our stars that we see out there, they all came from poor, poor areas, poor, poor uh, environments. And now they're filthy rich. In many areas of the world, people have lived so long in poverty that they are desperate for wealth. It is an all-consuming desire that they will attempt to gain at any cost, even damnation in hell. Wow. And in Mark 8, verse 36, prove this fact. For what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? He states that they exercise their control and domination over man in five methods. Check this out. It makes sense, too. One, the number one is religion. Number two is occultism. Number three is finances. Number four is politics. And number five is sex. So it's not hard to see that his kingdom is flourishing for the moment, being that so many people, so many people, the masses, the majority, have given up hope in these times. And this is where the principalities thrive. Then you have the powers. They travel back and forth through the earth, carrying out their assignments and duties. They are the officers who answer to the principalities. They have their... They have their access to both to the earth and to the heavens. They don't have access to heaven. They can go to the heavens. They can, you know, travel back and forth to the, the different heavens, but they can't go to heaven. Heaven is where the Lord dwells.
uh, the powers use both the rulers of the darkness of this world and wicked spirits, as well as uh, millions of obedient servants, obedient spirits and humans that they call agents, agents of the devil. That's why in um, the movie The Matrix, the demons were called agents. They were looked at as uh, like AI or the robots or, you know, the ones that want to kill uh, Neo in them. They were agents, but they were actually demons. The Matrix was actually a documentary because the picture that they painted back then was so vivid, so vivid and so clear as day. Anyone in their right mind can see that this is the Matrix. Another part of uh, the Dark Kingdom is called the Throne Dominions. He speaks, the Lord speaks about it in uh, verse 16 of Colossians uh, chapter 1, verse 16. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and things that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. So we see that they were created by the Lord. There's no explanation as to why uh, Satan rebelled or why there's demons or why there's evil. The only thing that God tells you is that he knows about them. He created them. So they were created for a purpose and a reason. Remember, purpose and a reason. In Isaiah uh, 55, verse 8, he tells us not to even try to even think on his level. He said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The potter is telling the clay, don't try to think on this level. You hurt yourself. Through his word, he lets us know his character and lets us know who he is as a God, as our father. A father is supposed to let you know what type of person. You should, you should know what type of person your father is. He lets us know exactly who he is and what he, he lets us know where he stands. Then you got the fallen angels, which was um, spoken of in Second Peter. Chapter 2, verse 4. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. And that's why they're called demons. Then they're also called seducing spirits in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Seduce means to entice. So it's a spirit that entices you, a spirit that lures you. A spirit that woos you. Now the spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, latter times means in the end days, end times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. You heard that? Some will give in and depart from the faith. They'll give in and they'll listen to seducing spirits Seducing spirits are the ones that I said that lure you, that give you things that sound luxurious, I mean. Things that sound beautiful and grand and elegant. A seducing spirit. Spirits that just rock you to sleep. And doctrine of devils is false religion. False doctrine. Heresy. False beliefs. Mixing um, Babylonian practices with the word of God, mixing Roman paganism with the word of God. That's seducing spirits. That's what seducing spirits do. They work in the churches. They work in the, uh, the, the church outreaches. That's where they form that. That's where they, they lurk. They lurk where the true people, the true people are trying to do real things. That's why prayer is so important. Prayer is so important. You have to cover yourself in prayer at all times. As a matter of fact, I, I'm, I think I'm going to pray right now. 
Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord God, that you will cover the messenger, Lord God Almighty, with your spirit. Deliver me from the evil spirits that may seek my soul, that will seek to destroy me for exposing them. Give me strength, Lord God Almighty. Cover me. Allow me to be delivered from any evil that may come against me. Cast down all imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Deliver me from my enemies, O oh my God, and defend me from those who rise up against me. Protect those who listen as well, Father God. Cover them. Let them not be as the the one who the bird came and took away the seed from their hearts so they weren't able to receive it. Allow them, Father God, to hear your word. Allow those, Lord God Almighty, who are lost, allow the light of the glorious gospel, which is the image of God, shine unto them. Deliver us, Father God, and allow us not to be frightful. Let us not be afraid, Lord God Almighty. For a thousand shall fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but we sh it should not come nigh us. I pray this, Father God, in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. The Lord said that we must rejoice in Revelations 12, verse 12. He said, therefore rejoice, ye heaven, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. But woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath because he knows that he has but a short time. This is why we see so much happening in this world. You see how the scriptures breaks everything down? All you have to do is read. You don't have to do all the extra things. Renting people, renting doctors to, to help you and, and, and seeking wizards and for what? So they can lie to you, they can finesse you and give you... Uh, they can show you the truth. Yeah, they'll, they'll show you what's going to happen, but why do you want to why do you want to know that? Why do you want to know what's going to happen in the future? What if sometimes they tell you, you know what, you're going to die tomorrow. You want to hear that? Why would you want to hear that? Even if that's what's going to happen, why do you want someone that doesn't know the Lord that created you to tell you that? If if that person doesn't work with God, that means he's working against God. If that foundation ain't built on the things of God, that thing ain't going to stand up. That thing is, is counterfeit. It's like a fake chain that you buy downtown off, off, off the, the hustlers, you know. You're going to buy a chain that look good, looks bling and all that, looks great, looks hot. You wear it for a few days. Oh, where you get that from? Oh, you know, with the peace and all that. I dare you to take a shower. Your neck be green like Hulk. I'm telling you. The Lord also associates uh, birds, uh, fowl in, of the air as demons as well. Because as birds, you know, they come and they pick. They come, they fly. Pick what they want and fly away. You, only, you don't even see them. They just fly around, fly around. Occupy the sky, occupy the air. That's why they call birds. They can pick you up and bring you all the way as far as they can go and drop you. You know what I'm saying? Look at the dragon. The dragon is half serpent, half bird. That's what a serpent is. A serpent is a mixture of a of us. The dragon. I'm sorry. The dragon is a mixture of a serpent and a bird. So Satan is betrayed as a serpent. And a bird and any ravenous beast that is bloodthirsty is associated with Satan. And Isaiah 13, verse 22. And the wild beast of the island shall cry in their desolate houses and dragons in their pleasant palaces. And her time is near to come and her days shall not be prolonged. Talking about the habitation of the of the demons. This is... This is how they look as when they're in, in, inhabiting the earth or where they inhabit uh, a human. This, this could be also used as when a demon inhabits someone. Another thing that I learned also, too, is that um, the word, you know how, especially now, you know, 
how we're going through a pandemic. And then you have the word, um, what you would uh, call the riots and uh, what happened at the uh, Capitol, pandemonium. I found out that root word pan is a demon. Pan is a, is a demon, is a name of a demon. So when, you, when they say pandemonium, pandemic, panic, anything that has the root word pan in it is, is a demonic spirit that wreaks havoc, causes commotion, that causes, causes uh, uh, frustration and causes problems. That's the job of the demons is to cause problems, to bring sorrow and, and heartache, to bring turmoil to bring death, to bring desolation, to bring isolation. This is what they do. This is what demons strive for. They're being commanded by their soap, by their general. Then the bird that we have, uh, we have the satire. The satire I heard, I found out is uh, half bird, half demon, or half man, half demon. Um, we have the owls. The owls is also a symbol for occults. The occult, um, the occultic, and the the the, um, the satanists use owls as their uh, like their mascot or as their symbol. As uh, that that symbolizes demonic demonic powers. Uh, ravens, crows, all these birds, vultures. Condors, they're all looked at as demonic animals, demonic creatures. So we see that from the Bible, the Bible describes these demons, these spiritual creatures, these falling angels, describe them as enemies of man. So when you when you look at it like as I said before when you look at things in the spiritual realm in the unseen realm these things have more preeminence than we do here on earth because they dictate and control the way society is being ran. They control the rulers, our rulers they control the system. They control the airwaves, the chemtrails, the, the, the chemicals that are being sprayed in the air, the aerosols that are being sprayed in the air with the jets. You know, when you're looking up in the sky and you see the lines, those are chemtrails. They say that's the reason why uh, Prince was murdered. They always say that they died of natural causes or some mysterious thing, but... They said that prince was was done with because of because he he felt uh, he felt obligated to speak. I know a lot of people say, "Why is this dude always talking that conspiracy stuff, conspiracy theory?" If you if you're gonna if you're gonna be Bible and you're gonna speak about the Bible, then be the Bible. Well, why are you always mixing? Why are you always mixing? Uh, conspiracy theories. Why are you always mixing things that you don't know about? You know, it's only looked at as conspiracy if you never take the time to look into the things that's being shoved down your throats. If you ever take a look at the things that are being portrayed as everyday occurrences and we don't look beneath the curtains, what if we did like uh, Dorothy and them when they went to go see the Wizard of Oz? The Wizard of Oz. When they went to see the Wizard of Oz and the Wicked Witch was looking at them through the, uh, the thing. That was all a facade. What if Toto didn't go behind the curtain and started biting the, the, the little punk munchkin that portrayed himself to be the Grand Wizard? What if they didn't look behind that curtain and find out this little four-foot guy is the one that's pressing the buttons and, and, and making the moves, and he's the one who's, who's putting everybody in fear. He has everyone panicking. Everyone is falling at their knees, worshiping the, the Wizard of Oz, the grand, almighty wizard. All he was was a hologram. Holograms is what is going to lead 
the masses to worship Satan. Holograms, false religion, false doctrine, and universalism. When universalism is the mixing of all religions into one and claiming it to be universal, that we're all one, we all serve the same God. That is the biggest lie that Satan has made next to what he did in the garden. It's the big one because this is the one that's going to lead everyone to that one religion, that one world religion. The one world, the one world religion. I hope the message from this episode was able to help a lot of people um, who struggle with um, uh, unbelief and who struggle with uh, fear. You know, that's that's what, what Satan feeds off of, fear. And what we need to realize is that the angels and God is much more powerful than Satan and his army. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, he says that greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. So as long as you're on the right side, you have nothing to worry about. It's when you play around with your soul and you, you jump from side to side and, and you're not sure what you're doing, that's what uh, the Lord calls um, lukewarm. If you, become a, if, if you become a believer of the Lord and you dabble in these things that we were speaking about, you touch on these things, even even one of it. Because the Lord said if you offend in one part, you offend in all. So it don't matter if, he's, if you, oh, I just do it now and then. Nah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All it takes is just one little spark. One little, um, just a hint of, of gasoline or, or a hint of, of fumes. And Satan can spark that thing up into, listen. So I hope this helped you to realize the source of these occurrences. It ain't no no aliens, you know, it ain't, ain't no Martians. It ain't no alien invasion. It's a demon invasion. What, what, what they tell you and what they feed you, these aliens, nah, get rid of it. Pick yourself up a Bible and read it. Read it for yourself. Find out what these things are for yourself. These things are angels and demons. The angels are here to help. The demons are here to destroy. So knowing that, I hope all my listeners be careful and take things serious. Look around. Start to think. That's what the lookout post is all about. The lookout post is... A post where you go to look out. You look out and see what's going on. You look out and see what's going on in the world, what's going on with what these what what deceptions are out there, what 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 lies are creeping. Once you realize that everything is lies, everything that you've been taught is lies, the media's lies, the the, the advertising, everything that we go through is lies. Just like the Matrix. Watch the Matrix and you'll see. Everything, I believe that what that, that's what this whole play thing is about. It's to sit back and observe. It's to sit back and to stop. It's to turn everything off. God turned everything off. All the partying, all the, the hanging out, all the, the craziness. We were so far away from the Lord, he had to turn it off. So now we could rethink. Now we could think. The tumult of the world was so loud. It was so loud, it's hard to hear him. So he said, I got to turn this thing off so I can, my people can hear me. Now, there's no excuse not to hear him. Because we all locked down, forcing vaccines, you know, Third wave, all, all all these these twilight zone ish.
type occurrences in 2021 now. We thought 2020 was bad. I think 2021 is going to be... All I'm saying is, if you don't know the Lord, you need to. You need to. This is this is what these messages are for, is to bring you to the Lord, is to bring you closer, because these times is getting worse, worse and worse, and we ain't got no one to hold on to. You know what I'm saying? We have no one to run to. No one cares anymore. No one... Everyone's for himself. Every man for himself. There is a few out there who care. There's some people out there who, who truly care. But ultimately, it's really about you and your family and those who are nearby you, your camp, your vicinity, and those that you uh, consider your loved ones or your or really good, good close friends. But other than that, it's the world. And so we have to be vigilant and know what we're dealing with out there is nothing but the fowls of the air, the demons, the crows and the and the, and the, the condors and the vultures, the ravens, they're out there just flying around, flying around. She's picking people up and dropping them. Picking, picking at people's hearts and picking at people's eyes and souls. Not physically, in the spirit, spiritually. That's why there's so much turmoil, there's so much, why there's so much dying. This message was a lot longer than usual. Because I felt that it was very important and significant. So this concludes this episode of... The unseen realm of angels and demons. I thank you for listening. The message here is to not give in to any spirit. Don't just fall for any spirit. Don't make. Don't fall for uh, any little thing that that you hear or that you see. Look into it. Look into it. You know. Don't just assume. And when you and, and when the the media and social media pumps all this fear into your heart, just go to the scriptures. The first scripture you want to go to is Second Timothy, verse chapter one, verse seven. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. See if you can memorize that verse. If you can memorize that verse, you're good. That's a good start. I thank you for taking the time out to listen to this message. I really appreciate it. Um, this concludes the unseen realm of angels and demons. I thank you. God bless you and your families and take care of yourself. Stay prayed up. Oh.